My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. Welcome to the 2023 Qatar Grand Prix pre-race chinwag predictions. Let's get into it. And I'm not late. You're welcome, everyone. Some of you have no faith, all right? Now, it might be the case that 60, 70% of the time I am late, but I'm not late this time, okay? Okay? Hear me out. How are we doing, everyone? Welcome. Ola, Demry, Henry, Dimmy, Paula, Kifa, Salim, Joe, Cole, Daedalos, Traden, K, Nathan, Cone, Rabbit, Rebecca, Salim, Batu, Isaac, Professor, Rick, Jordan, Glooby, Matthew, Luca, Azar, C, Kalugar, Molly, Ilham, Josephine, CDS, Will. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for taking the time to join me for this little chat. It's been a week off. It always feels like whenever there's... um. There's a week between races and I don't do a stream because sometimes I do if there's like news. And to be fair, well, there's some news we'll get onto later that I would have streamed, but I would have streamed like straight away, but I wasn't at home when the news came out. So because I couldn't get onto it promptly, I was like, I'll just wait for the for the pre-race, for the pre-race chinwag, you know. Um, but thank you all for coming. Stream one of not being Minton. What do you mean, Seamus? What do you mean? If you change your name back to Seamus. Um, it's funny you mention um, the little sausage dog, actually, because it's a very special day for Minton today. He will be coming on stream because today is Minton's fifth birthday. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be cooking him some steak later. I'm going to do him a little mini roast. We're going to have like a roast with like steak and like mash, whatever. And I'm going to do him a little one as well. Because he deserves it. Because he's he's the best boy. Um, but yeah, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that in good time. Let's talk about Qatar. The Qatar Grand Prix. Back on the calendar for the first time. Didn't have it last year. Since 2021. Which was the first time we'd had it on the calendar at all. So only the second Qatar Grand Prix. Um, and also, don't forget, audio only. All right, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You might be listening to this after the fact. If if so, then hello. Hello, ASMR, hello. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, then you, you might be live. You might be watching this after the fact. But you can listen to this, consume this audio only if you so please, okay? You might have had enough of this massive forehead. Look, it's a proper forehead, right? Because easy four fingers go onto my forehead. Full of knowledge. It's the wheel knowledge, mate. That's what it is. That's why it's shiny as well. <laughs> right, come on then. Round 18, Qatar Grand Prix. 17th race of the season because we didn't have Imola, of course. Round 18, Qatar. Bit of an unusual track, isn't it? It's um, it's designed primarily for bike racing. I believe... And I break it to you, mate. I believe that this is not going to be the Qatar Grand Prix for the rest of time. There is plans to have a different track than Losail, I think. Is it Losail with that? Or was it Saudi with that, actually? I can't remember. I know one of the more recent kind of Middle Eastern tracks, it wasn't going to stay at the same track forever. Look, it was all right last time out. I did refresh myself just before we went live. It was Saudi. Okay, fair enough. Um, it was Saudi... Um, it was in 2021, qualifying was a bit mad. Remember, very high, tired dag, dag, dag? I wouldn't say tired dag. Um, very high, tired dag last time out in Qatar in 2021. Fernando Alonso got his first podium back in F1 since his long stay off of the podium. Is it both? Is it both tracks as well? So maybe Qatar as well is looking to move away. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Qatar tried to move to, to, towards more of a street circuit. Because, um, I mean, the LaSalle track is fairly established. Again, more for MotoGP. It's a lot of high-speed corners. Um, challenges cars in a different way. Um, we're going to see some cars struggle more than others this weekend. Which we do on most tracks. So I quite like that. Okay, I quite like that, apart from Red Bull, which is good everywhere. Apart from Singapore. And even then, it was just because of the setup. Um, you know, McLaren, Aston Martin, 
Ferrari, Mercedes all have their kind of strengths. So, yeah, we'll see. Look, we'll, we'll see how this one goes. I, I'm cautiously optimistic this will be a decent enough race. Tyre degradation was a big factor last time out. We had Gasly get a puncture in qualifying. This is back when AlphaTauri were actually really good because Gasly and Sonoda both got to Q3 and then Gasly hit the curb. They, had, they have some nasty curbs at LaSalle. I don't know if they've changed them since, um, but that caused Pierre to break his front wing, which then gave him a puncture. In the race, you had Bottas puncher, Russell puncher, Latifi puncher, man like, man like Nicholas. Um, but yeah, Fernando came through at the end. Ocon defended. He didn't quite give the, the Lion-esque defence that Fernando did for him against um, Lewis at Hungary, but he did enough to hold off Perez, slammed down a little bit and gave Fernando a good four, I think it was three, four second buffer to Perez to get P3 on the podium. And again, this was this was the third from last race of 2021. And actually, Max and Lewis managed to keep this, you know, they didn't have any comings together, which was a first. Because that doesn't that didn't happen very often in 2021, did it? Um, thank you, Jibril, for the uh, five Aussie dollars. Appreciate. It. How many stops do you feel is optimal for this race? And what tires would you use if you were team principal for McLaren? Well, I would first of all be like, why are you asking me, McLaren? Because that's a stretch to, to uh, rely on. The the head might be big, the brain might be full, but full of nonsense. Um, <laughs> Look again. People trying to make the one stop last time struggled. Again, a lot of punctures. Fernando was scared towards the end, understandably, in P3, doing the one stop. Can I get to the end? Checo was pitted for a two stop, trying to move through the field. And um, look, obviously, the Pirelli tyre construction has changed completely. You've got the 18 inch rims now. Again, it's 2021. We didn't race there last year. So I imagine it's going to be quite a different. Like, I'm not sure what... Do we know, actually, what um, compounds they're using for this weekend? Like, C1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Like, what... Um, I'm not sure what range. I I imagine we're on the the harder side of things. I'm sure someone in chat knows. Um, just given what happened last year. Again, this is very higher downforce, higher G corners. Yeah, the hardest compounds I heard. C2, 3, 4, I think. C... C420, very helpful, Blake. Very helpful from the engineer there. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I think this is one where I'd like to think Pirelli would uh, would err on the side of caution because it wasn't a good for look for them in 2021. These uh, these tyres going pop left, right and centre was not a good look for Pirelli. But, um, but there you go. Hope the new hard tyres rip on the curbs for the drama. Well, again, these curbs, curbs can be nasty. They can be nasty, these curbs around the south. So, yeah, look, I think it will be an interesting race. There's a lot of expectation around McLaren um, that they'll be quick. You know, whoever was good around Suzuka will probably be all right around here as well. Whoever struggled around Suzuka will probably struggle around here as well because the the demands, even though you look at the track, is quite different, but a lot of the corners are pretty medium, if not high speed. So, um, are they not changing the curbs? I'm not sure, Glooby, to be honest. I'm not sure. Um, obviously, it's been a while since we last raced here. So, there is plenty of time to uh, to change it up if need be. Cool. Right. Sweet. Let's remind ourselves where we stand then in the Drivers' Championship. And Max Verstappen can, will... I'm going to use the word will, all right? What Max needs this weekend to win the championship, this sprint weekend, remember, sprint weekend, he needs three points. That's it. That's all he needs. He just needs three points. If he gets three points, it's done. 403. If he gets three in the sprint, he's done. If he doesn't get any in the sprint, and then Checo gets like a win in the sprint or maybe a second in the sprint. I think Checo needs, would need to win the sprint. And then in the main race... Max Hill just needs to get three points. So it is a foregone conclusion. It will happen. Um, almost certainly in the sprint race. Maybe not. 
I, I saw, a, yeah, I talked about this, didn't I, in, um, on, on, on the last lap, actually. I talked about this with Niran, about uh, people being a bit funny about Max winning the championship at the sprint. I Any strong opinions in chat about that? I mean, for me, the fact that he can win it in the sprint just demonstrates that that's how much of an advantage he has. If it was, you know, I think the one way it would bother me is if it was the final race of the year and he could win it in the sprint because that would kind of, because then the championship would be close enough. You know, say that he could like win the sprint and then second place could like fall out the points completely in the sprint and then that, and then he just wins the title. I, that could be, that would be a bit annoying. But, uh, whatever i mean it'd be a bit of a shame for for max from his point of view maybe because you know if he really wants to get on it you know like afterwards winning the championship well he's won it on the saturday but then they just prolong the celebrations to something because all right yeah he's not won it this is the thing as well he he has basically won the championship like like yes mathematically he hasn't won it but even if max didn't score a single point for the rest of the season like the chances of Perez picking up maximum points. If Verstappen just sacked it off, and just oh, I don't fancy doing, I just fancy staying home for the rest of the year. Like it's still almost certainly win the championship because Perez would have to score maximum points in every way. So we know we know that we can't rely on Checo to do that, can we? So you know, I, I don't think it really matters. I mean, it doesn't. It just doesn't matter, does it? And Max doesn't like the sprints. That yeah, the, you know, Max doesn't really. You know the um. Uh, any of you watch because uh, obviously I, I've got very much into the NBA recently and uh, <laughs> the Joker Jokic the way he talks about basketball the, the the almost like apathy he talks about basketball Max kind of strikes me he's just like oh, just I'd, I'd rather be at Oban Monaco on my sim like he loves the racing but I think Max Max really seems to me seems to me that he's a bit he's a bit over the whole ceremony and nonsense around Formula One. That's why I, I do think he'll leave in 2028. 20, Definitely. NBA is his side hustle. Exactly. Like, I, I I think Max will almost certainly leave in 28 and go and do sports cars where there's like a bit less eyeballs, a bit less nonsense, a bit less press, a bit less, all that, all that that comes with it, you know? Yeah, like Kimmy to an extent for sure. Um, there's, there's one thing loving the, the art of racing and another thing loving everything that comes with it i mean literally like was it last night me and hannah started watching that david beckham documentary and you see like the difference between like david beckham sorry I, some of you might be lost a bit here because this is football chat from back in the like late 90s early 2000s um like david beckham like and gary neville like they both played the game for the same team right and were equally passionate about the game but then outside of it, Beckham loved the the life outside of it, whereas Gary Neville just wanted to save for a, his pension and like retire early. Like, people are different, you know? People, are, yeah, I did see Jimmy Butler's new hair as well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand the, um, I don't understand the, the story behind that, but it's quite funny. I would love to see, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> you see, this is the thing, this is what kind of upsets me a bit. Uh, it's just, it's a shame. You know, I think it's a shame that in other sports, you see quite a lot, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, you see quite a lot of like back and forth sometimes between like the participants and like the fan base or like the media. And I feel like with F1, it's all still very serious. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like imagine, I don't know, Ed Straw puts an article out on the race about Max Verstappen and then Max, like, I don't know, you know, make, make some kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, dresses up as someone or I don't know, like the kind of thing Jimmy Butler's done, but an equivalent in F1. Or like Jude Bellingham when he's talking about like the CBS, like Omri and, and Michael Richards and, and that, like, and Jamie Carragher, like, I don't know, it's, it's that back and forth doesn't seem to be there in F1. But I, I think, I don't know, maybe there's, 
uh, maybe it's just distrust from the drivers towards the media, which I wish I could understand for sure. Um, but anyway, sorry, I'm getting um, I'm getting very sidelined here. So Hamilton is 33 behind Perez. Looks like a bit of an insurmountable gap. I mean, the Mercedes have been very consistent, but I mean, around a track like this, you've got to expect them. McLaren's going to pick up big points. I mean, Norris could... Ferrari should be quick around there as well, to be fair. But um, that's that's I'm I'm wagging I'm wagging that chim Jamie that's what we do here, um, yeah you'd expect big points from McLaren this weekend for sure not not bad from Mercedes not bad from Ferrari relatively probably quite bad from Aston Martin because they just don't seem to be at the races but I mean I, I think it's going to be Aston scrapping with Alpine just like they were last season um, again which is 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 pretty crazy it's pretty crazy. Um, Sky Sports definitely needs to work on the F1 side of things. Crofty and Ted are amazing about so that don't seem to be too much personality. Again, look, Seamus, I, I think there's a there's a good example of um, like what CBS do um, in football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know that kind of approach to, but I, I think you're only going to get that from like ex drivers. I think I think even just putting younger people in like the F1 broadcast. I don't think it's going to necessarily change that. I think you need like, if it was all like Jensen Button, like I think Jensen's great. I think, you know, when Fernando retires, get him in there as well. Get him in the comms. Rosberg, eh, I mean, I I, I don't think, I, I think Rosberg's a really good pundit, but I don't think he would get that fun side out of the drivers. I just don't think that's kind of works on his character. Palmer's, Palmer's decent. I like, I like Palmer. Sebastian, Oh my goodness, Sebastian, thank you so much for the 24 bloody hell. Thank you very much, Sebastian. Very kind. Just want to say thank you for the race chin mugs. Listen to them from the last four months, for, for the last four months, while preparing for a marathon. Nice. I sun, on Sunday, I reached the finish line. Tires aren't gone. Legs are, though. Keep up the great. Well done, Sebastian. Tell you what, Seb, I, I, I did a marathon back in 2017, back when I was much slimmer, much fitter, but I, I think I look better now. Um, mate, well done. That's like that. That's crazy. That's a exceptionally difficult challenge to put yourself through. But well done. You saved the tires to the very end. I hope you did well, mate. Um, well done. Proud of yourself. Proud of yourself. Anyone? You know what? Like having something to aim towards. Like I almost feel like I need to do an equivalent again now to get myself back on like a because having something, something that's booked, that's going to happen. And you're like, oh god, I've got to, do, I've got to actually be ready for this. That's the kind of motivation I need. But um, I'm glad the, I'm glad the chimwags have helped crunch the miles. You know, you could be watching some, some of you watch while you're, you know, having a poo, and others are watching while you're running 18, 19 miles. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Sebastian. Very kind of you. Um, okay. Otherwise, I mean, I'll probably see Gasly jumping stroll this weekend in terms of points, but. Other than that, not too many stories going on, really. Um, obviously, yeah, Russell Norris being level points is pretty mad as well, isn't it? But but there you go. Uh, this is the podcast. <laughs> uh, we have fun. It we we have fun. I like to think we have fun, right? I like to think you wouldn't stick around if uh, if you weren't having fun. So they're the driver standings, constructor standings. Obviously, Red Bull have the title. Um, wiped rounded up wiped up rounded up the tire title was theirs um ferrari are just 20 points off of mercedes um which is do you think do i think ferrari will catch mercedes by the end of the year ferrari just are too inconsistent i think mercedes you've got to say you you have to you have to applaud their consistency no actually because they started all right and they've just not got any better but then i suppose everyone's nah. you know what i mean like f for the fact that aston and mclaren have, have made the jumps up, jump ups jump ups they have their jump ups relative to ferrari and mercedes so like red bull are still clear of mclaren and aston martin and have been clear all season you know it just it, it's 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 just a bit embarrassing for the two big big names you know, Mercedes and Ferrari, two massive, historically relevant 
um, automotive manufacturers, and they are getting beaten around the bush by a um, energy drink company. So there you go. McLaren Aston Martin is what that's twenty eight plus twenty forty nine points between uh, McLaren and Aston Martin, which I could certainly see that um, getting getting breached, getting coming down a bit. Alpha Tauri brought some upgrades, so I think they could be. I wouldn't be surprised if Alfa Romeo finished last. I'll be honest. I think with you know Lawson is racing this weekend um, alongside Sonoda, and then you've got um, Ricardo coming back. He will be back eventually this year, so I think that they're in a good place to jump Alfa Romeo for sure. For sure. <laughs> See, Jordan, I knew it. I knew, I knew you were. I knew it. You people are sick. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be back for Mexico, Ricardo. Hopefully. But yeah. Right, cool, 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 cool. Okay. Time for predictions. Predictiones for this weekend's 2023 Qatar Grand Prix. So, race winner. Banger drive, clanger drive, banger team, clanger team. Okay. Five different areas I did forget to put the poll out last night. So we got about 500 and something votes, which is still great. Not as many as we usually do. Sorry, my bad. Um, but before we look at yours, let's look at mine, okay? My predictions for this weekend's Qatar Grand Prix are as follows. Max Verstappen race wing, banger drive Lando Norris, clanger drive Sergio Perez, banger team McLaren, clanger team Aston Martin. And thank you, Adonis, by the way, for the corner. And then will Max win the constructors by himself? And has that ever been done before? Yes to part one. Don't know to part two. That's actually a good question. Has anyone ever won the constructors on their own before? Probably not, because there's so many points on offer these days. Um, but yeah. Anyway, right. Thank you, Adonis. Appreciate it. Race winner Verstappen. Duh. Banger drive Norris. Duh. Um... Clanger Hamilton twenty twenty Vettel twenty thirteen yeah I mean I've not I've not checked I've I've not um I've not done the maths was Seb twenty thirteen enough on his own yeah I've not I've not done the maths I can't confirm but it seems chat seems to think Hamilton twenty twenty Seb twenty thirteen which are the two most dominant actually dominant seasons of recent times like actually one car with one driver is it's almost a given every weekend they're going to win. Um, all safe choices. Yeah. Cause I just, you know, I feel like we, we've got enough education now from this year as to where these teams sit and where these drivers sit in their teams relative to each track. And I think around this kind of circuit, another one that Piastri's never been to that Lando has, at least he's got a race underneath his, his helmet. Um, Clanger drive Perez might seem like a, an easy, but look, there's, I'm not, what am I seeing to suggest that Perez has turned a corner here? This is his third season at Red Bull. And right now he's as far off max as he's ever been. And his performances are as bad as they've ever been. Just in terms of mistakes. Like, damn, absolutely. Like these kind of incidents, like taking out what Albon and Magnussen back to back weekends for a driver with his experience. Like, not being at one with a red ball, no, that's not an excuse. Like, he's just, he's driving like a bit of a numpty at the minute. And he needs to sort it out. And do I see any getting any better this weekend at Qatar? I don't. Um, Banger Team McLaren already explained as to why. And Clanger Team Aston Martin, look, they weren't good around Suzuka. They're good at the short, slow speed stuff. You know, tight corners, they're decent around them. Not much of that at Qatar. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think Aston have said they're going to continue to bring upgrades as um, as this season goes on. Do we know any chat? Has there been any... I've not seen any reference to any particular upgrades that teams have, have said they're bringing this weekend. But I, um, I, could, I could be wrong. Do you think Danny Rick not suiting the car is an excuse? I think a driver not suiting the car that they have is definitely a valid... Um, explanation for poor performance for sure for sure definitely 100% in the same way that like you know some drivers you know some drivers would go to from Formula 1 
to world endurance and be rubbish. And other drivers would go from like the other way and be rubbish. Like, or Fernando went to world endurance and was, and was great. So it can kind of go both ways, you know. Um, it can go both ways. And I think, yeah, I, mean, I think that the, the true greats adapt to whatever they're given, you know. And I think some drivers, a lot of drivers, most drivers probably just don't have the skill set to adapt to every single type of car that gets put underneath them. Not just different types of F1 cars, but different types of whatever. I mean, you'd never expect a, you know, a Formula World Endurance style driver, open wheeler, to, to be able to jump into a, a rally car and do well. Because that that's a massive jump. You know, we've seen Rackenen try it. We've seen Kibitza try it. You know, that's a huge jump. That's a that's a big. But but to go to a different discipline, still in this on the same kinds of circuits, but with four wheels, like the best drivers do adapt. The best drivers really do carry that skill set and and change. But also, I, I think part of the issue for Perez Ricardo is be, yeah, almost victims of their experience. They're very used to driving a certain way and almost like over time that gets conditioned so that when now they're they're thrown into a very different type of car, they're not able to to hang with it, you know, and, and, and move. Matthew, it's your birthday. It's Matthew's birthday. Matthew, have one. You share a birthday with Minton, Matthew. It's a happy birthday. Um, I will be grabbing Minton fairly shortly. Um, let's just wrap through these predictions and then we'll get the little sausage who shares a birthday with Matthew F1. Um, to be fair, I think I've kind of covered it there, really. Um, not much more in terms of my predictions. As for yours, 60% think Max is going to win. 30% of you think Lando Norris is going to win. Is it Magnussen's birthday as well today? Wow, there you go. 5% um, think Oscar Piastri. 2% Hamilton. No big shocks there. I think there is an outside chance for Lando. Um, it would definitely take something going wrong procedurally or Max making a mistake, which doesn't often happen, but he is human. Everyone makes mistakes. So, um, Mitchell, it's your dog's birthday today as well. Vibes. I love that. I love that. Is this a sprint or race prediction? Nah, I'm not, I'm not doing separate predictions for the sprint. This is, this is, this is all about the race. This is all about the big, big proper race on, on Sunday sword for sure. A uh, banger drive. 46% of you say Lando Norris, 12 Piastri, 8 Hamilton, 6 Leclerc. Leclerc had a good race at Suzuka. Don't um let's not let's not pass on. There's been a lot of science hype at the minute and, and earned, well earned from Carlos, but don't sleep on on Charles. Don't sleep on that young Monegasque man. Uh Klanger Drive, 23% Lance Stroll, 22% Perez, it's always them too. Uh 10% Sergeant him as well. And then 8% Russell. Yeah, I mean, Russell's ruffled a few feathers recently, but his driving has been of a good standard, especially in qualifying. He's done well. Stroll would defend like a kitten. <laughs> Stroll would defend like a kitten. Love that. That's a good little reference. I like that, James. It's very good. Um, banger team, 63% Usain McLaren. 10 Red Bull, 8 Ferrari, 7 Mercedes, and then Klanger team, 25 Aston Martin, 23 Haas, 11 Alfa Romeo, 10 Alpine. Alpine. Do you think Max will be crowned on Saturday? I mean, yes, almost certainly. He only needs, again, Max only needs three points from now to the end of the year to win the championship. That's it. That's all he needs, three points, which would be P... Uh, eight is one, seven is two, so six. P6 in the sprint would be enough for him. P6 would be enough. Right, okay, cool. Um, let's jump back to the main screen. Um, I am going to grab my miniature sausage dog <laughs> because it's his birthday today and I think you lot will want to see him on his birthday. I am also going to insert an ad here so that you can I, I can earn some money while I go and get Minton. And then that can pay for his steak tonight. I'm just gonna get a steak for myself and then I'll give him a bit of that. But, um Bosh, there you go. Back in a bit. 
Back in a bit, everyone. If, if you're YouTube Premium, you're not seeing an ad. Right. Here he is. Oh, he's five today. Da, 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 I mean, not everyone gets the ad, I don't think. Hello, buddy. Are you five? Are you five today? He is five today. We're going to go for a really nice walk after this. Also, got a little... Um, pop that on. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> Look here. That's the boy. Five-year-old Minton. There we go. Thank you, Jamie, for the seven ninety nine. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were going to grab your miniature sausage. I have. This is exactly what... I, that is a factual description of events. Have you birthday? Buy yourself something nice. Thank you, Jamie. Very kind, mate. Appreciate that. Look at him. Look at how tired... Look at how not arsed he is. Needs to sleep. So, so he's been sleeping all day. All you do is sleep, bruv. Right? All he does is sleep. But look at him. Look at how beautiful he is. I don't think he minds the hat. I think he's just tired. He's not trying to get it off or anything. Do you want to go on, me, you want to go on my shoulder? Let's go, go on my shoulder, right? You'd be a bit happier up there. Because you like going on my shoulder. Right, should we just... Sorry, audio-only listeners. You can't see Minton. Um, there we go. You're gonna just you're gonna accept being up there, mate. Right, <laughs> let's just put him up there, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you know what, Ola? Like you would think so, wouldn't you? Considering how he was he was um, having a kip downstairs next to uh, next to Hannah while she's on the call. But anyway, right, go on, look, smile for the camera. At least try and open your eyes. God. <laughs> Right, anyway, let's get back to the final topic of conversation. You can't see Minton, there we go. Which is, of course, Andretti. Woo! Andretti is one step closer, yet still feels further from reality than ever. So, do, I'm going to just do another poll question. Um, do you want Andretti in Formula 1? Simple, simple question, all right? Simple question. Do you want Andretti in Formula One? <laughs> Why do you look so miserable, Vincent? <laughs> oh, dear. You are tired, aren't you? Right, shall I take the hat off? Is it the hat? Is it? Let's get the hat off and see if it makes a difference. Right. Are you still just going to... There you go, good boy. Right, how are you now? You still just, you still just tired? Yeah, okay. You got anything, any insight to put into the microphone? No, cool. He does seem a bit more li lively now. He's got the hat off, to be fair. So, um, so there you go. Right, cool. Yeah, let me know in the poll. Do you want Andretti in F1? Ninety percent of you currently are saying yes. So, live chat, right? Couldn't couldn't. I want to kind of discuss the main reasons that people don't want Andretti, right, in terms of fans. Because the overwhelming consensus I'm seeing, and that this poll, 90-10, right, suggests that as well. Most people seem to want Andretti in the sport. Now, do I want Andretti in the sport because it's Andretti? Sure. I want an 11th team, that primarily, right? And I think most people would want more teams. I think some people might not specifically want Andretti, but having an extra team, I think, is a, is a net good. Um, but if you if you say no, then why are you saying no? That's what I want to know. I don't just want another backmarker. Which look again, William. I, what I would argue against that is, I don't. We don't have backmarkers right now at all. Like every team, I think it was within five races or maybe four that every team had scored at least a point this year. Which is pretty like, hang on, let me let me double check. Let's get old good old Toto's favourite Wikipedia up. I'm sure, I'm sure it was within like hang on, let me check. So this year, every team had scored a point within three races, sorry. Three within three races, but Australia, because Alpha Tari got a point in Australia, 
Every single team had scored a point, at least a point. They'd been in the top 10 at least once this year. I'd argue there's not back markers. You've kind of got, at the moment, obviously, you've got Red Bull on their own. Then you've got that glug of like four teams. And then you've got the rest. Alpine are kind of in that uncanny valley in the middle. But but it's close enough that Alpine getting into getting out of Q1 is not a given. Like they were both out in Q1 in Monza. So I would argue there's not back markers. That's what I'd say. <laughs> Thank you, Seamus, for the two quid. Careful, buddy. Um Andretti's probably better. Uh, the thing is, like, Andretti, you say, like, Andretti's racing royalty, Cowery. Like, Andretti is a name that, what, you've got Mario's 78 world champion, you know, big name in the States as well. Um, with IndyCar, you've got Andretti in Formula E. They're in Extreme E as well. Not that anyone cares about that, really. Um, sorry. And, uh, yeah, like, I, you know, I, I think that, I think I, I want... I want Andretti in because I want an 11th team and they feel like the most legit. I mean, there were those other teams. There was that, um, there was High Tech, there was Roding Carlin, there was Like Sons, however it's pronounced. But obviously having Andretti, which is such a big name, and Cadillac GM gave me, gives me confidence that, you know, because would I, would I be as confident and if, if you ask me this question, like, would you want Rodin Carlin to start an F1 team? I would be a bit, mm, I'm not sure. I don't know if I do. Cadillac and Andretti give me the confidence that this isn't just going to be some, you know, nonsense knocking about uh, about the back of Manor, a HRT, Virgin, whatever, you know? That's what I'm saying. Jamie, I think add two more teams and extend points to 14th. I mean, yeah, I, I think you would have to extend the points as well if there was a, there was an extra team and especially an extra two teams for sure. That would be, and that would be, yeah, that'd be good. I mean, I think you've you seen like, um, yeah, I, I, that's one thing about the F1 point system. It's like in IndyCar where pretty much everyone gets points, I think. Um, like, Every position matters, whereas P12 to P11 just doesn't, it's not important. P14, 15, like, there's no point, um, there's no point pushing for that. Right, you're going to go down, mate, because you're getting a bit, you're getting a bit techie, right? Say bye on your birthday to all your fans. Bye-bye. He's off. Right, do you want to get in the snuggie on the floor, yeah? Go on. Then you can go back to sleep. No, you, 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 yeah, yeah, no, cool, it's fine. Right, um, yeah, so I'm confident that Andretti and, and Cadillac and, you know, whether it is a proper GM or if they're just putting their name on it, I know there's con some concerns around that, but no, I, I feel like, I feel, I feel confident and especially now they've actually passed all the FIA's approval tests. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, just let them in, you know what I mean? Just let them in. I beg, let them in. Also, sorry, Azhar, I missed your super chat from earlier. Unpopular opinion, Piastri is overrated. He's only improved too much pace with experience. He's already close to his ceiling, but people not ready for that conversation. He's already close to his ceiling. Come on, Azhar. That's, that's harsh. That's harsh. How can you say he's already close to his ceiling? He's had 16 races in Formula 1? Nah. No, I think you're massively... Un it what Fran, remember Franz Toss, right? Franz Toss knows how to develop young drivers. He's had Vettel, Verstappen, Science, Ricardo, all of these big names come through the ranks at, Alpha, um, at Toro Rosso. He says you need three years to properly get settled in Formula One, not 16 races. Come on, come on. Now, there's definitely more to come from Piastri. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, no doubt in my mind. Oh, and now Minton wants to go out. Are you a pest? He's a pest, isn't he? You're allowed to be a pest on your birthday, I suppose. Go on then. There you go. There you go. <sighs> Bless him. Bless the wee sausage. But no, thank you, Azar, for the 100 rupees. I appreciate that. Um, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. But look, I'm. that's what I like. I like healthy debate, you know?
perspectives, conversation. It's the beauty of, of sport, you know, when it doesn't descend into name calling and chaos, which is what, unfortunately, uh, so much of it does. But there you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah, it's got through F the FIA's approval process, which is quite diligent and quite stringent from what I've kind of read. Now it's up to the commercial rights holder, Liberty Media, and the teams to approve it. And we know that the teams do have too much power. Um, maybe that's just the way it has to be. I'd love it if it wasn't the case. Um, I guess it's, you know, we know that the teams are acting in self-interest to, to kind of block this move. And um, part of it is because Mario, you know, sorry, not Michael Andretti, you can see in the picture with MBS, um, didn't exactly, I mean, he went around called in the, called in the teams greedy and that, which didn't really, like, when you know it, the team, you're reliant, your entry's reliant on the teams approving it, then you don't really go around and start winding them up and, like, saying stuff, even if it's true, even if it's true. Um... So you had Lawrence Stroll, he was interviewed, um, I think this morning by Sky Sports F1. He was saying, you know, the, the classic, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, I'm sorry, but that's not a, that's not a, <laughs> that's not a response. That doesn't mean anything. Like, you could say that about a lot of things in life. That doesn't mean you can't make positive changes to improve the sport still. It's not like the sport is perfect. Like, there's plenty of things that are broken with this sport. Of course. Of course there's plenty of things that are broken. And I think the lack of opportunities for young drivers coming in, that a new team would bring two extra seats. I think the lack of opportunities for young drivers is somewhat broken about Formula 1. I think 12 teams, 24 seats, is the perfect amount. I don't think 20 is enough. But obviously Stroll, you know, he wants his bag. He wants his he wants his slice of the pie. But I think it's very short-sighted from the teams to write off such a brand like Andretti, like Cadillac and GM. Because I just, you know, I don't know. I'm not American, okay? Many of you are. I think Haas hasn't captivated this. You know, I believe that Haas was never going to captivate the same kind of interest and intrigue from the States that an Andretti bid would, especially an Andretti bid aligned with GM Cadillac versus a Haas bid that's aligned with Ferrari. Like, am, am I wrong? Like, surely. Surely. Um, so look, I just think that, I think it's short-sighted for the teams to reject it. I think it, it you know, they're, they're showing their... They're showing their focus on the commercial, which ultimately this is why the teams shouldn't be part of these conversations because you can't expect the teams to look out for anyone but themselves. You know? It's like, you know, it's like I talked about this many a time in 2021. When Max was stepping over the line and pushing Lewis Hamilton a million miles wide at Brazil, for example, if you're not going to punish, punish him, then don't blame him. Like he's playing, you play to the whistle. That's what you're told when you play football. You play to the whistle. Like, if you're not going to get pulled up for it, if you're going to be able to get away with it, then do it. If the F1 teams are allowed to have a massive say in whether a new team can come in, I can't blame them for playing to the whistle and just looking out for themselves and being like, no, 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 no. We like the 10 teams. We get our nice chunk of the pie. It's nice and controlled. There's no other factors. But, like, that's not what we want as fans. So... I'm an American and I don't view Haas as an American team. And yeah, it doesn't really lean, the team doesn't lean into that. It's based in the UK still. Like, and that is because part of Andretti's plan is to originally have an engineering base in the UK, but then eventually when that Fisher's base is ready, which I know it's been a bit delayed, in Indiana, like I want to see an American team based in the US. Because then like employing you like American staff in Indiana like the heart of motorsport in the USA, like that would be so sick. And don't and, and you get people here as well, like, oh no, it's just the Americans who've only came in recently. No. A US Grand Prix has been on the F1 calendar for like most years. Alright, sometimes it's been like the Indy five hundred. But like Watkins, Glenn, we've obviously got all the Grand Prix now. There is a long history of the US and Formula One. And yeah, it's not always gone great. You've got Detroit and Dallas where it was a bit of a a mess because of the temperatures and that but no like 
the US has a place. And also, like, again, you can't really, if you're going to try and justify having two races in Italy, a race in Spain, I mean, no race in Germany is pretty mad, but there you go, uh, a race in Austria, a race in Hungary, then you can't not also justify multiple races in the US because you can't look at the US like a country. Is it? It's the size of a continent and the variety of people and like... It, it's it's essentially a continent. I ain't got a problem with multiple American races and the impact and the the scale and size of Andretti. It's just such a it seems so short sighted to me that that they the teams are just like no, you know what? I'd just rather have a bit more money in my pocket now. I don't know. It just seems silly to me. It 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 really does. I don't I don't know if I mean look these are. The teams are almost in unanimous. I think it's only Alpine, isn't it? Because they've got a, an engine deal with Andretti um, to to help them out when they first come in before then Cadillac eventually get on their get on their own engine program. Um, but you know, and obviously Alpine have got their US investment now and all that. Yeah, it it's a shame that this seems to be a bit of a non-starter. Although, although. There is obviously, there was talk about the European courts getting involved. Um, you know, if there is a block. Let me try and find an article, actually. Andretti F1 European court. Um, let's find a, an article. I think this one looks all right. Um, yeah, if... Because there are certain rules... Um, around you know this kind of thing. Let's see if I can uh, see if, see if I can find specifically. Um, okay, so yeah, according to Amos Automotor and Sport, um, Liberty can't simply reject, reject Andretti. On one hand, F1 might have a point about Andretti potentially not being competitive enough. Blah blah blah. Um, so, yeah, so in 2000, the, Euro the Commission, European Commission, investigated F1 for alleged breaches of European competition law, which at the time centred mainly around the way broadcasting rights were sold. So, yeah, I mean, there, there is, if, if F1 simply saying no to Andretti, the American entity may initiate legal proceedings and then there's an awkward situation in which the FIA allows Andretti to race but it's blocked from TV screens on Liberty Media we talked about this kind of we yeah, talked about this on the race the idea of like the Andretti cars going around but being like blurred from the the broadcast um, which, is, which is which is pretty mad so yeah I mean this could this could get quite messy the thing is the, the amount of investment that Andretti have put in the amount of effort they've gone to you know have their initial bid have that kind of turned away but then go and get general motors on board as well to go to all of that effort and have the support of the fia to then just be like okay we'll just walk away because the team said no like i don't i don't think mario is not going down without a fight michael's not going down without a fight i think this is gonna this is gonna go on for a bit um I hope it ends with an 11th F1 team, but it it might just be some long drawn out court nonsense that goes on behind closed doors that we don't even know what's going on. So yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Thoughts on Apple TV bidding for TV for us? Oh yeah, that's, an, that's another little interesting point, isn't it? Yeah, Apple TV apparently looking for, which, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm all for more competition. There's certainly not, enough, I mean, there's no competition in the UK. It's all Sky Sports F1. Yes, obviously Channel Four have the highlights and whatever, but more competition is 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 only a good thing. So, yeah, I'd love I'd love to see another TV broadcast come in and maybe takes. Oh, actually, I say that. <laughs> Would I like to see it spread between? Then I've got to pay for also as well as paying for Sky. Then people also have to pay for Apple and Netflix. Hmm. Maybe that's not so good. Look, I don't know. I just think that. I mean, obviously, yeah, back, back to the days of, of free-to-air would be ideal, but I don't think that's going to happen because the pay the, the pay TV model is so established now. It's so normalised. 
whether that's Netflix or Disney Plus or Paramount Plus, which F1 doing a lot of stuff with at the minute as well. Like F1, and even F1 TV, like you still pay for it, but you get quite a lot of value from it. You don't get much value in the UK, but overseas you get a lot of value. Um, so yeah, it's it's difficult. Thank you, Adonis, again for the four nine nine. Andretti would get drivers from IndyCar and not rich kids from F two. That alone would make motorsport and F one better. Yeah, I think I think if Andretti were to get a seat, I mean they've already talked about kind of Colton Herter, although he's not got the super license points and he doesn't look like he's going to get the super license points anytime soon. I'd love to see an Andretti lineup of maybe 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 do like a a Palo for sure. And then maybe an experienced pair of F1 hands would be cool. Like, you know what would actually be sick at Andretti, right? Would be Alex Pillow, IndyCar, you know, champion, two-time champion, unreal driver, young but not too young, good experience on his head, and then Checo Perez alongside him. Obviously, North American driver, North American market, um, Andretti would be vibes. But, um, oh yeah, McLaren is suing Pillow as well for loads as well. It's quite quite a lot of money they're suing. Um, they're suing Alex for, which, yeah, I mean, those, uh, those uh, look, again, th- there is a certain reputation that our American cousins have. Um, and I'm sure you know this, right? Any any Americans watching, like, of this suing culture that goes on in the States. Although it's funny because it's actually now, it's, it's a Spanish driver in Pillow and it's a French driver in Grosjean that are both actually doing the, doing the, as part of the legal proceedings, let's just say, but, uh, oh, Americans, I love you lot. You are funny. Um, but there we go. Cool. Right. I think we're done. I think we're done. I think we've covered everything. And uh, thank you all for taking the time. Thank you all for watching. Thank you to everyone who super chatted as well. Very generous. Very generous. Um, from you lot today, Adonis, thank you very much, Jack, Nimley, Jamie, Seamus, um, Sebastian, big time, thank you very much, congratulations, well done on the marathon, Azar as well, um, and Gibral at the very start, so thank you all for coming, thank you all for taking the time, don't forget to watch my video I put out yesterday on why domination in F1 is more boring than domination in other sports, because I think I think that's an important distinction to make, when someone's dominating in certain sports, it's captivating. When Max dominates in F1, we don't even see him on the TV, which I think speaks volumes for how different it is. Um, but there we go. Yeah, check it out if you haven't already. Thank you for watching. Like, subscribe, five stars, all that good stuff. And I will see you on Monday for the post-race. Hopefully we get a good Qatar Grand Prix and last lap on Sunday for the Qatar Grand Prix as well link in the description below check out the last lap we'll see you on the live show sunday see you here on monday bye everyone have a good day stay safe be well uh stay hydrated